Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lenz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 4, verses 1 through 7, called Anxious for Nothing. Some years ago when the church first started, I was wet behind the ears and we we made some mistakes about how we handled some things in leadership. And I told a friend, a pastor friend of mine, I was in my 30s and I said, yeah, we're having some issues and some people are mad about this and that. He said, Pastor Michael, it sounds to me like you guys need to get refocused on evangelism because everybody's getting nitpicky about all these little things that in the end don't really matter. Amen? We need to get, be about the Lord's business. Some of you have met the couple called the Nitpickersons, Mr. and Mrs. Nitpickerson. Have you met them? Well, the Nitpickersons can nitpick everything to death. And if you find that you're there and all you can do is look around and be critical, you got to do a double take about where your heart is and where you want to be headed in your Christian life. So there's the first two. Look at verse 5. It says, let your forbearing spirit, 4-5, be known to all men the Lord is near. It says in uh, the NIV, let your gentleness be evident to all. This is the third imperative that is to be gentle or reasonable. The ESV puts it this way, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. The third imperative is actually required of an elder overseer. It is to be gentle and reasonable. This introduces a relational quality that rejoicing produces. It's the very stuff that we see in Jesus. He was gentle and lowly in heart. If you find yourself being unreasonable with people, that will build anxiety in you and in others. Let me illustrate. Perhaps your expectations of people has become so unrealistic that they can't be comfortable around you nor are you comfortable around them. That's because your expectations have become unreasonable. You've all heard about unreasonable expectations. Now, I'm not talking about lowering the bar or anything like that. I'm talking about being a reasonable, gentle person. If you are unreasonable, if when you walk into a dwelling, everybody's trying to, you know, stand straight and be worried, and you got everybody walking on eggshells, you're not walking in the spirit, brother, sister. And I would just say to you, with all due respect, stop it. Stop it. Maybe you need to watch a little comedy and stop taking yourself so seriously. Look, God's got a sense of humor. He called all of us, right? (laughs) We, we got to lighten up a little bit. We, we got to relax on people a little bit. You know, if you are an unreasonable person, you will push people away and you will heighten the level of anxiety around you and everybody else. The third imperative is just be reasonable. Let, let it be made known to all men. If, if someone was going to assess you, would they say you're reasonable, relaxed, fair, and gentle? Or is it the opposite? Now, the Lord is near is also in the verse. And you say, why is that there? Well, the Lord is near could be a reference to the second coming. But I think in context here, the Lord is near is a reminder that you can do it because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen? We'll get to that next Sunday. 
So here's the point. The Lord is near. The Lord is your helper. You, you might say, I'm so used to dealing with this person this way that I tense up before we even begin to interact. Well, the Lord is near and he's your helper and he won't leave you, nor will he forsake you. So ask him in. Ask for his help before something happens. Take a, take a, a, a minute, uh, take a breath at the door and breathe in a little bit more of the power of God. Everybody with me? You know you're going to walk into something difficult. This is what you need to do. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. This is what we need to know. Now here's our title verse, and we will anchor in verse 6 for a moment. It says, be anxious, be troubled, uh, don't worry, is the idea. Be anxious for nothing. Now you say, how can I be anxious for nothing? I feel like I'm anxious for everything. Here's the remedy in the verse. But in everything, by prayer and supplication or petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Anxiety often emerges because we have unresolved tension. We can't uh, even uh, disassociate this from the tension between these two women in the church. So I need to now direct the tension, the anxiety to prayer. The third imperative, don't worry about anything or literally you can have it this way. Stop worrying. Just stop it. Don't let your worry snowball into a whole mound of anxiety and worry. Now, Paul is not telling us, brethren, just to repeat it as a mantra. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. He's actually saying to take your anxiety to prayer. This is the key. Switch the worry into a petition. Now, how do you do that? Well, let's just say, here's your life, and, and let's, let's look at a funnel. And constantly you have anxiety coming into your life, right? Uh, overwhelming thoughts, overwhelming this, overwhelming that. Instead of funneling them down into you, where you just sit there and bite your nails and think about all the scenarios, you funnel them back up to God. This is the idea. Everything that you would worry about now becomes an area of petition. All worry turns into worship. Example. Lord, I'm worried about this relationship right now, and uh, I don't know what to do, but I'm going to ask you to help me to have your heart towards this person. I'm asking you to help us resolve these issues. You begin to move the worry into a idea of worship, which is a synonym for the word prayer. You remember the story of Martha and Mary, the two sisters? Jesus came over to their house. Martha was cooking a meal for the Lord. Now, how many of you are angry cooks? Can I get a witness? Anybody an angry cook out there? Come on, admit it. It's good for the soul. Okay, this is kind of what I go through when I'm cooking, at least for a large party. I don't want anybody touching anything because I'm in control of the kitchen. Don't, don't stick your finger in that sauce. It's not ready yet. What are you doing in here? Go! And then, when nobody's around, I get angry that nobody's helping me. It's this double-edged sword. Where is everybody? Why am I all alone? Can't somebody butter the garlic bread? And then they come in. Don't touch that knife! They don't know what to make of me. That is Martha. Worried and concerned about everything. And that's what Jesus said to her. Martha, Martha. 
You are worried and concerned about so many things. And from the kitchen, she said, tell that sister of mine to get in here and help me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Your sister that's annoying you right now has chosen the better part. She's chosen to worship instead of worry. Now, it's not like the meals don't need to be cooked and everything, but you all get the point. Jesus is saying, look, you're so overwhelmed by worry, but only one thing is needed. And your sister chose the one thing. This one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. My eyes are on the prize. Jesus, how many, Mary had a sense of the moment. How many times am I going to get to hear Jesus preach? Yeah, there's a lot of other things to do right now. How many of you are like this? You're trying to focus, but the 17 other things that got to get done are rotating. <laughs> right? Stop it. Only one thing is really needed right now. You'll get to those 17 other things. They'll be waiting for you. Y'all know that, right? They'll be waiting. You don't have to worry about them for them still to be waiting for you. So you focus right now on the Lord. I want you all to turn to Matthew 6. This is the last verse parallel I'll have you turn to, but it's very important. It's Jesus talking about worry, and this is probably where Paul picked up these concepts, no doubt, since it's the Word of God. Matthew chapter 6. Now Jesus is talking about you can't serve two masters, and then he says in 625 of Matthew, for this reason I say to you, don't be anxious for your life as to what you'll eat, what you'll drink, nor for your body as to what you shall put on. Is not life, Matthew 6, 25, more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap nor gather into barns and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single cubit to his lifespan? NIV puts it this way. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Look at the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't toil or spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory did not clothe himself like one of these. Skip down to 31. Don't be anxious then saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or with what shall we clothe ourselves? All these things the Gentiles eagerly seek. And your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But do what, brethren? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things, the idea, all the things that you worry about will be added to you. Therefore, don't be anxious for tomorrow. Tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Said the robin to the sparrow, I should really like to know why these anxious human beings rush about and worry so. Said the sparrow to the robin, friend, I think that it must be that they have no heavenly father such as cares for you and for me. So we, we rush around, right? I mean, we're one of the most uh, uh, incredibly blessed generations that's probably ever walked the planet. In a country of plenty, even though we've had some bumps lately, we have most things at our fingertips, let's face it, and yet we're anxious. And we have to begin to ask some questions, Lord, what's wrong? And the, the, the issue is our eyes are on the wrong things. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Hello, I'm Rob Newton, producer of Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance. Thank you to all our Walk in Truth partners for your financial support. We are over halfway through this year And you have raised over $30,000 to support our mission of being on the radio and podcast equipping people with God's truth. Now, we have more opportunities to broadcast Walk in Truth on more radio stations. That means we can serve more communities with Pastor Michael's unique way of teaching through the Bible. Radio is still strongly used by people all over the world. Not everyone gets to use podcast and stream on their phone, but radio in a car or at home is still free for listeners. Most listeners who reach out to Walk in Truth are listening on the radio. Now our audience is growing, and so are the opportunities. We would love to expand the program, and we need your help to do it. It costs thousands of dollars for airtime, and we could use more Walk in Truth partners. Are you blessed by Pastor Michael's teachings? Are you learning? Are you being challenged? We hope to reach more people like you. Would you please consider becoming a $20 monthly Walk in Truth partner? We are looking for at least 200 more listeners to help continue our mission to equip the body of Christ. Right now, our church and current Walk in Truth partners help pay the bills, but we would like to become fully funded by listeners. This will make it so what we have from the church can be used for expansion. Please sign up to become a Walk in Truth partner on walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. Again, become a $20 monthly partner by visiting walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Said the robin to the sparrow, I should really like to know why these anxious human beings rush about and worry so. Said the sparrow to the robin, friend, I think that it must be that they have no heavenly father such as cares for you and for me. So we, we rush around, right? I mean, we're one of the most uh, uh, incredibly blessed generations that's probably ever walked the planet. In a country of plenty, even though we've had some bumps lately, we have most things at our fingertips, let's face it, and yet we're anxious. And we have to begin to ask some questions. Lord, what's wrong? And the, the, the issue is our eyes are on the wrong things. Back to Philippians, we'll finish it. When my anxious thoughts multiply within me, Psalm ninety-four nineteen, your consolations delight my soul. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way, Psalm 139, 23 and 24. Oh, Lord, help me. Final imperative is to pray with thanksgiving. Prayer is the idea of also of worship. It's prayer is the Christian antidote to worry, says Boyce. The way to be anxious about nothing is to be prayerful about everything. And supplication, prayer with thanksgiving, our final verse here, means to petition your needs before God. Something I put in my notes, it may help you. Thank you, Lord, that I can bring this to you right now. You are big enough and more than capable to handle it. 
I'm going to rejoice that I can come to my great high priest in prayer. You are able to pour out the grace that I need right now. I'm going to pray with thanksgiving, anticipating your answer. Thankfulness is the posture of grace, and it helps me to overcome worry. So I'm going to bring this to you, Lord. And I know some of you say, yeah, I do that, but then I keep taking it back. Well, the Bible says to cast all your cares to him because he what? He cares for you. So he wants you to cast them and leave them. The very next verse after 1 Peter 5, 7 that I just quoted talks about an enemy who goes about as a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Don't you get the idea that he does that largely through worry? Almost to bring you to the sidelines being so overwhelmed with what you can't control anyway. And so the remedy is to cast all your care to him because he loves you. You do it with a thankful heart. And a promise comes to us, and this is the final verse. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, the shalom of God, if you will, from the Greek to the Hebrew, shall guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now when you do this, brethren, a promise follows. You petition, you worship with thanksgiving, you worship instead of worry, and here's what God promises. He will grant you a peace It's literally the peace of God that will be your well-being. You don't have to understand it. It's beyond your comprehension. You just receive it. Here's the metaphor. It will guard your heart as a garrison. In first century Philippi, a Roman colony, the people were used to seeing Roman garrisons in their gleaming military uh, uniforms, and they were always present to protect the city from an assault of an army. God says, when you do this, I will put a garrison in front of your heart and your mind to guard you from the assaults of worry, anxiety, and whatever the enemy will throw your way. I will guard your heart, and I will guard your mind in Christ Jesus. Amen? What a beautiful promise that we can stand on. A shalom will come from God. A well-being from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I don't have to figure it out. It's, it's the peace that God dwells in. He's not anxious about anything. And it's his peace that he grants me experientially as I stand upon the word of God. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful John 14, 27, Jesus is our peace. Pray with me. Father, thank you so much for these four imperatives. We reflect on them to stand firm, to rejoice in the Lord always, to be reasonable people, and to be thankful prayers, to turn every worry into an opportunity for worship and prayer. To supplicate, that is to pray and bring the petitions to you, O Lord. And the promise is a peace that passes our understanding, which will guard us against the assaults of the world, the flesh, the enemy, and even us being our own worst enemy, Lord. O God, would you help us? I sense the, the need in the room. I sense the need in my own heart to walk in the reality of these verses. Would you help us, Lord? Help us to take a moment right now to let that word, those wonderful, true, beautiful promises, 
to trickle and move down into our souls. Let us have a moment of Selah, where we can say, this is possible. All things are possible through Christ. I can do them through him. So help us, Lord, this week. Maybe even if we're just a little less anxious, that'd be a good step. But it does say to be anxious for nothing. So help us, Lord. Help us to stand firm, to rejoice, to be gentle and reasonable people. Help us to be more people of prayer. Instead of us worrying about everything, let us give you our worries and our concerns. You care for us. You love us. You've proven that love over and over again. Help us to be anchored in that love. We thank you, Father. I thank you for this beautiful congregation. I pray for every soul. I pray for those who may not know you yet, that this would be their moment of salvation to come to the one who died in their place. I would uh, just urge you to call out to him to save you if you're not saved. If you're a prodigal, to rededicate your life. And if you are someone who's been overwhelmed by worry and anxiety, I pray that you'd receive the promise of peace for you right now. It is yours. Receive it. Bathe in it. Stand in it. Thrive in it. I pray that this week you'll experience a peace that passes your understanding and that gives you a beauty and lightens the load of your week ahead. You've been listening to Anxious for Nothing, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 4, verses 1 through 7. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. As you know, we love to connect with our listeners, and that means you. You can email or send Pastor Michael and the rest of us here a letter. We love to get mail, so you can get all that contact information on walkintruth.com. Or if you're ready now, here's the email address. It's contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And here's our mailing address. P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. Again, you can write us at P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, the bottom line is we're supposed to be anxious for nothing. (laughs) And you're like, man, that sounds so hard. Well, the key is to pray about everything, to worship, to start your day. You know, this morning I got up and I got out on our patio and I just got to read the Bible, put a little background worship on Just started the day. It wasn't long, maybe 15, 20 minutes out there. And I tell you, it makes all the difference in the world when you start with weaving your day in Bible study and prayer. I believe that's how you are anxious for nothing. And I also believe it's the secret of contentment, which is the next section right here on Walk in Truth as we tackle Philippians 4, verses 10 through 13. Now, here we are on the weekend, so I want to give you an invitation to Living Truth Christian Fellowship, where I serve as senior pastor. We have two morning services and a Spanish service in the afternoon. Let me give you the times. The morning services are 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. We have children's ministry. We have a youth group at the 10.30 a.m. service. We also have a 1 p.m. Spanish service, 
And we have a midweek Wednesday night service, all happening at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, where I serve as senior pastor. Right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue, 1009 Arsenal Way in the city of Corona, 1009 Arsenal Way in Corona. Now, I would love to meet you. Let me know that you're a radio listener. Hey, bring your family, bring friends. Come on out. We're uh, moving through the Bible always here at Living Truth. We happen to be teaching currently in Second Kings, but we're excited about anyone who would love to come and worship with us. If you're anywhere within driving distance of the Inland Empire, Corona, come on out and visit us and worship with us this weekend. Hey, if you're outside of the uh, driving distance that I just mentioned and uh, you're listening in another state or you're far away, hey, find a good, healthy Bible teaching church and go and use your gifts for God's glory. And if all else fails, you can catch us on YouTube. Our 1030 a.m. service does uh, air it live streams on YouTube. You can search for Living Truth Christian Fellowship and find us there. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May his beautiful face shine upon you. May he give you shalom. And we'll see you, Lord willing, right here next time. And don't forget that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and helps us do our free apologetic events too. Please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $20 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us on Monday for Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 4, 8 through 13, called The Secret of Contentment. I'm Mike Massaro. Have a fantastic weekend. And thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.